don't have a fucking sign. Let's try that again. You want me to redo the cow? Um, yeah. Um, welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm sure you didn't know what you were watching until now. Um, tonight we talk, oh, I'm your host, Liz. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Marcus. And tonight we're talking about impact. What a fantastic start. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, we're talking about impact. Um, not much happened. It's, I guess it's left both of our brains pretty empty and unenthused. So, not much to talk about. Um, but there is some stuff leading up to Victory Road that's pretty exciting. We got a Pick Your Poison match announced for, for Victory Road against um, Jordan Grace. And uh, yeah. a Digital Media Ladder match was announced for, I think, next week. Um, that'll be between Boopender and Brian Myers. It said first ever Digital Media Ladder match. So it's probably going to be like... The ladders with all the keyboards and shit that they have around for those um, cyber matches, whatever they're yeah. called. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had a very uneventful main event in Eddie Edwards versus Heath. We had a pretty fun opening match that was Bull Club versus Aussie Open. It was great to see Aussie Open in action on Impact. Probably the most exciting thing that happened today. Yeah. Um, Pretty much. Mickey James began her little uh, journey, her excursion in the women's division, taking on Rachel Rose, just a jobber that she was able to beat very fast. We had the debut, the impact debut of Yuya Uemura, who faced Kenny King and won. Um, we had Chelsea Green versus Taya Valkyrie. Um, and that was all. Oh, no, we also had Boopender Guja versus Brian Myers, which just resulted in a DQ. And that was for the title, I believe. So um, my belief is that Boopender is going to get that title. But only so that Matt Cardona can fight him for it and just take it back. Yeah, it doesn't sound too far off base. Yeah, Matt Cardona seems to be the internet internet champion wherever he goes. So, um, I got a feeling that that's their plan. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's our little that's our little nutshell. Of today's impact. You want to get into some news? Yeah. Let me change the sign because I didn't do that last night. I'm fucking sure. Okay. There we go. All right. Let's see what news do we have today. Queen died. It's not really wrestling news, but that is news. Yeah. Aside from that, um, actually, we got a little bit of news. 
Let's start with. I don't fucking know. Um, let's start with some indie stuff. Um, it seems that Dalton Castle is now a free agent, so he is welcome to roam wherever he so chooses. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wonder where he's gonna um, show up. I feel like Impact would be a good place for him. Impact could be pretty fun for him. I feel like that's like got the right vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in addition to indie stuff, Keith Lee is going to be wrestling at an indie event for the first time in four years. He's going to appear for Wrestling Revolver on September seventeenth. And he's going to team with, I tried to say his first and last name at the same time, and it didn't work. Um, he is said to team with Swerve to face Rich Swan and Matthew Palmer. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I thought that's fun. I'm glad um, that he's, like, getting out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see people show up in other promotions. Uh, especially Wrestling Revolver, because they always throw on some like dream matches with uh, uh, a lot of the bigger guys. Um, I don't know if you have this little update on the CM Punk Young Bucks situation. Well, it is very clear we were talking about the Indies there. That is. I know. I'm just asking before we get um, into it. So. I have no clue if I've got it, but I'll give you what I got. And then if I don't have it, you can give it. Um, all right. New Japan has a new thing. Um, they've got a new brand that's apparently supposed to be highlighting the talent from the New Zealand dojo. Um, it's called NJPW Tamashi, and it's going to run its first show November 11th in Christchurch, New Zealand. And then they're going to have I have to imagine that this is wrong, according to WrestleTalk. Um, it says, with a follow-up show scheduled for August 13th in Sydney, Australia. I have to imagine that they mean November. Um, because if it's not really a follow-up show if it happens uh, about a year later. Yeah. yeah. As far as I'm aware. Um, it seems like that's going to be like the strong of the, the New Zealand dojo. Which is cool. Yeah, but for the first show, they're going to have Kenta and Taiji and Bad Luck Fale. So, they're definitely pulling out the stops to get this started. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's talk about WWE. Um, there's some new people doing stuff. Not really new people. Um, Triple H um, is no longer obviously um, the president of talent relations uh, or the executive vice president of talent relations because um, he is now the chief content officer um, apparently it's been confirmed that the former president of the Las Vegas Raiders Dan Ventrell is going to be um, the executive vice president of talent Hmm. Interesting. Which I just think that's kind of interesting that you go from being the president of a football club to doing vice president talent stuff. 
not to like say like that's like a downgrade or anything but it's just like an interesting jump yeah yeah people's interests shift maybe it's a maybe it's a midlife crisis kind of thing yeah maybe <laughs> Um, and then in addition to that, Shawn Michaels has been promoted to vice senior vice president of talent development creative, which is a very long title. Mm -hmm. um, all right. I think we can talk about some AEW news now. Um, it appears that Malachi Black was granted his release from AEW. Um, some people say it's a conditional release. I don't know what that really means. It, it, um, uh, Sean Rossap uh, kind of clarified a little bit. He says as far as his knowledge goes, it's he's released but can't go to WWE. That's fucked up, but okay. Um, he was also pulled from an upcoming indie show, so I think that maybe he's like not really trying to get out there. Yeah, you know? I, I know he was considering leaving wrestling entirely. Yeah. Which, not a big fan of that idea, but... Like, it's more of a mental health thing as opposed to uh, art problems with creative. Um, well, in news that also has to do with contracts and is significantly less fun, Jake Hager signed an AW extension. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Woo. We get a couple more years of Jake Hager just living it up. The, my my problem my my problem with Jake Hager right now is like he's got problems with with promos and stuff like that. He's fine in the ring. I mean, clearly he's trying to improve. But that's the thing with the promos; they're not giving him stuff to improve with when it comes to promos. You know, like he's not he's not. Uh, trying to talk at all he's not giving a piece whenever jas has a promo um sort of like how honor no more does their promos it's just like yeah just like uh he's there doesn't say anything and then doesn't get better at cutting promos yeah i don't know um but moving quickly on to the punk situation um my update is basically that Punk has just been suspended. Um, mm. He tore his left triceps on a tope, which, okay. Um, but he's only been suspended. It's nothing else, nothing more. Um, and I'm pretty sure if it were something more, we would have known by now. Yeah, but at the, at the moment, he'll be out, what was it, eight to nine months? And um, on... Uh, Wrestling Observer Radio uh, Meltzer talked about how if they don't fire him and they only suspend him it's kind of going to be a non-punishment because he's already going to be out for that time anyway. So the yeah. only way to actually make an example would be to fire him. Yep. But doesn't really feel like they're going to. Um I don't know. I I've, I don't know. I've got a little update on the stories regarding uh, the incident. So punk stories. No, I've heard the full story. Huh? I said I I've heard the full story. It's kind of crazy. 
Well, Punk's story's changed a little bit since the the full story came out. Um, Punk said that they did not actually kick the door in. Well, he his story was that they super kicked the door in. Um, it's a little bit of exaggeration on my part, but he said they kicked the door in, and now he's saying they they pushed the door open and just shoved their way in. Um, and Which then they started very throwing, different from kicking a door down. Yeah, and then they started throwing punches. Um, Brian Alvarez has a little update though. He says Punk was not in there all by himself. There were multiple people in the room. The Young Bucks didn't come into the room alone. They came in with the head of legal, Mega Peric. So if if you're coming in with Mega Peric, the head of legal, like the closest thing to a fucking lawyer or a fucking cop in in AEW, you you have to be going in with professional intent. With the, with the idea that you're going to talk it out, you were not yeah. going in there swinging if you're bringing Mega Parrick in with you. So I think that's that's a huge leg up on the Bucks part, and and gives a little bit more validity to what they're saying as opposed to Punk, um, who I think what I've heard so far is that the only other person in the room besides Punk and uh, Steel was a Steel's wife. And now she's forever going to live with the image of her husband biting another man. Yep. Yep. Phenomenal. Um, that is... I think that's the only... Oh no, I've got a little bit more of an update from Fightful. Um, this includes the, uh, the change in Punk's story. Um, no one really knows what made Ace Steel go... Full Tyson, uh, according to Fightful, um, all 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 accounts from every side vary wildly, and there's no clear clear narrative being told right now, um, and no one really knows what's going to happen to Punk as far as talent goes. Um, they spoke to numerous people on the roster who said that unless Punk's suspension is unpaid or he's fired, it's superficial considering he'll be out of action well into next year. Um, and apparently, Punk has been rubbing the locker room the wrong, wrong way for a while now, um, but blaming him for all locker room issues, according to one source, is unfair, quote-unquote. Um, yeah, so... And and just to add on that Mox was supposed to take an extended vacation, as he said in his promo yesterday, um, but be back in time for Cincinnati in October. But he came back to conduct the talent meeting, add some star power, and for the title tournament. So props to Mox for keeping things going in this in this shitty situation. Yeah, he's a real king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's all I got for news. Okay. I don't have anything else as well. All right. So, you want to talk about today's impact? Oh, yes, please. Let's get on with it. 
All right, so let's get through this pretty boring show. Um, we started off with Bull Club versus Aussie Open. The most exciting thing opens it up for us. Yeah. Um, Davis and Fletcher remove Bay um, from the ring. They start double-teaming Ace. Um, Bay comes to jump in and just gets solid fucking uppercut to the face. Um, and just goes right back out. Um, Ace is then on the apron. He does some fancy footwork to avoid Kyle. Um, kicks him in the face. Kicks Mark Davis in the face as well. Um, Bay goes for the tope suicida and lands perfectly on his feet. Um, and then both of the Bullet Club go off uh, the top rope. But like directly into the arms of Aussie Open. And they get slammed into each other. Kyle gets in, he clubs the stomach of Ace before, like, doing this, like, weird one-handed, like, one-handed dump to Ace into the mat. Does it another time, this time he's holding Ace's, like, hand so that his arm gets all twisted. Um, he wants the third, but Ace ends up landing on his feet. He still gets completely axed by Kyle Fletcher. Um, gets knocked to the fucking ground. Bathing comes in, has to be carried out of the ring by the ref, which I thought was funny. Um, <laughs> Mark Davis then gets in for all of three seconds. Kyle Fletcher keeps being the workhorse um ace then wants out but kyle keeps ace stuck in the ring it isn't until um ace is flung into the aussie open corner that he gets free takes mark off the apron gets bay in um they take on both of aussie open um bay gets the slice spread to kyle mark comes in runs into a boot from ace before an enziguri from bay ace then uh mark davis then goes to ringside and ace like does his little flying moonsault thing onto him. Um, then Bullet Club gets some double team time with the intention of pinning, but Davis breaks up the pin and Fletcher saves Davis, um, kind of throws his like life on the line for Mr. Mark Davis. Um, we get a huge toss to Bay from Mark and then they win with the Coriolis. Yeah, yeah. Which looks like a really cool move. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm glad... Aussie Open's kind of getting this exposure kind of all over the place because they're a tag team that definitely deserves a lot of eyes on them because they're really wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right, so, and and who knows what this is going to lead to in Impact, whether it's uh, Will Ospreay making a claim for the world title or if it's just a little Aussie Open stint to defend those strong tag titles. Yeah. Um, then we get a promo from Honor No More. Um, Maria Canella says the tide changed. You guys are Impact Tag Champs. The message has been learned. Um, Kenny King says I agree 100%. This is time for celebration, but we can't take this for granted. The only thing missing is the X Division Championship. Impact got involved and screwed us again. But I'm gonna handle that business. Um, Eddie says, we have plenty on display here to prove we can have zero doubt. Vincent is out cleansing PCO of any doubt. I will take care of Heath. Tonight is the perfect opportunity to show this side is the right side. Tonight, Josh will make his choice. We are the only side that matters. So then we get an interview with the Good Brothers. Uh, Gallows says, we lost the tag titles, but we're a man enough to admit to admit when we lose. Um, 
Oh, that was Carl that said that. Doc Gallows now says, ebbs and flows. Now when we get the titles, we'll be nine-time champions. Um, and Carl Anderson says, we're not done with Honor No More. But then uh, Motor City Machine Guns walk in, and Chris Haven says, but now you have one more problem. Or now you have more than one problem. Um, Shelly says, how is it possible that we have never wrestled each other two-on-two? Uh, Doc Gallus says, there's only room for one machine gun, and it's Carl over here. Um, Carl Anderson says, they're right, too. We've never done this. Motor City Machine Guns versus Good Brothers. Feel it in the marquee. It's a Bound for Glory main event. Uh, Gallus says, I feel so generous that Impact. Good Brothers versus Motor City Machine Guns. Did they say it was next week? I think they said it was next week. Yes, they did. Because I was worried they were going to say tonight, and I was like, I can't handle that. <laughs> Next week's going to be a big show, seems like, because there's, uh, there's that, and then there's the ladder match. Um, and it's not the go-home at all. I don't know what they're, what they're planning. But next we have uh, Mickey James versus Rachel Rose, the first match on Mickey James' journey, where it, at any point she loses, she will quit. Yes. Um, so we have dear Rachel Rose. Um, Rachel chokes Mickey out with her thighs against the ropes after like a lot of back and forth. Um, we get a kick across the back of the neck. Um, then we get some short clotheslines to Mickey. She finally gets Rachel finally gets hit with a cutter and a big boot to the chest. Um, Mickey hits the fez press off the top rope, um, but that's not enough for the pin. Ends up getting a big kick to the face of Rachel and the McDT to win. Yeah. Um, Rachel had some cool gear, though. It was, yeah, like, she was kinda, pretty cool. It kind of had, like, the Jade Cargill reflective triangles in, in, um, on gear that kind of resembled Liv Morgan's. It was cool. Yeah. Um, so then we had a promo with Mia Yim and Scott Damore, but Kenny King walks in and he says, Mia, you need to get your A-S-S-O-U-T. And uh, then follows it up with Y-I-M-N-O-W. Scott, look at me. What am I missing? My third X Division title. What happened? Your refs reversed the decision. Scott says, now I understand you have a beef with what happened. It's wrong and illogical, but you have a beef. Uh, Kenny says, call Mike Bailey and let's get a rematch. Scott says, that train has left the station. Mike Bailey has a match against Mascara Dorada, but just wait. Um, Kenny says, do Honor No More seem like people that would wait on you? God says, how about tonight? You and Yuya Uemura. So it's next. And then we get an interview with Macklin. He says, we're going into Victory Road uh, in a triple threat barbed wire massacre match. Only a fool would go in without strategy. There's no deal with Moose at all. So then we have Kenny King versus Yuya Uemura. Yes, we do. Um, we get a gut wrench suplex to Yuya. Yuya gets to his feet again, though. Um, gets a wrist lock on Kenny. We get a big boot to the stomach of Yuya before a good old chop to the chest. Um, Yuya ends up hitting a forearm shot and a pair of elbow drops, but with really no success. Um, gets thrown into a big old abdominal stretch. Um, but we get some forearms to King after Yuya ends up getting free. 
He hits a bulldog as well, but King ends up kicking from the pin. The Saito suplex is also not enough. Um, King goes for a scorpion kick to Yuya, and then a funky, like, roll-up type of deal, which, like, leads us into a spine buster. It, like, looked like it was supposed to be a code red, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a code red. Yeah, he didn't quite get um, it. Yeah. Um, but that leads us into a spine buster by Kenny King. Um, and then we get a full Nelson suplex on a tiger driver, and King thinks that he's got in the bag, but it's still not enough. And then Mia Yim comes out and starts yelling at him, and I forgot that it's Impact, and I was like, what's going to happen here? And then she and King kind of like got into a little bit of a spat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, this allows Yuya a chance at an O'Connor roll, but it doesn't work. King ends up going for the roll-up dirty pin, but Mia removes his boots from the ropes, kicks him, and Yuya gets the incredible crossbody to win. Yeah, yeah. Pretty fun stuff. Um, then we go to a promo from Sammy Callahan. He says, you think you have the death machine figured out? I am always two steps ahead. The death machine is always pulling the strings. I know it. You guys know it. By the time we get to Victory Road, I'm going to have you both exactly where I want you, at each other's throats. Kind of not the best choice to tell them exactly what your plan is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then we have Diener out in some field. He gets he gets like out of a car. We cut to Eric Young smoking a cigar with like a bunch of purple lights around. Um, Diener walks up to a cabin, shouts Eric. No answer. Shouts designer. Eric Young comes out. He says, "Are you sure this is what you want?" Diener says, "Yes." Young says, and you still believe in the design? Diener says, yes. Young asks, what is the essence of design? Diener responds, violence. And then he keeps asking him to do it louder and louder and louder. And then in walks a group of people wearing yellow hoodies. Um, They're all shouting violence as well. Um, I don't know what this is leading to. Maybe some cult vibes with uh, VBD. They kind of already have cult vibes, but this seems more culty. I'm kind of bummed because I, I really thought that we were going to get Diener face turn. I did too. I did too. Uh, Who knows if that might still be what they're planning, though. Um. So then we get Chelsea Green versus Taya Valkyrie. Okay, so we get a boot to the face of Chelsea in an early pin attempt, but of course that doesn't work. Um, Chelsea's then launched in the corner. Um, we get a hip attack and like a little shimmy to Chelsea before Taya does the double knees, um, turning Green into like a ragdoll. Green then rolls to the apron. She drags Taya out of the ring only to shove her back in. Green then pulls Taya's arms behind her back. Um, Taya elbows free, only to get taken down with like a weird sort of hurricane rana that definitely wasn't a hurricane rana. Um, Green then stumps Taya's head into the buckles. We get a knee to the chest of Green and a rebound lariat before a blue thunderbomb, but um, Green ends up kicking out at the last second. And then Perazzo comes through, clocks Taya with the belt. Rosemary takes Perazzo out, all for Jessica to get up on the ropes to argue with the referee for not seeing the altercation. And then Taya is sent into her, and Chelsea capitalizes on that with uh, the I'm Prettier. Yeah. Yeah, it was a decent, decent match. Um, 
so many matches with like distractions and everything today. Um, we then had an interview with Jordan Grace. She says Mosh is good, really good, but I believe the reason she went undefeated is because she could psych people out. Her intimidation tactics are just as good as her wrestling. I know I'm in for the fight of my life. I'm not underestimating Masha, but I'm not going to let her get in my head. And so she walks into her locker room and sees there are pictures of her everywhere with X's and painted on those pictures on like a big wall is Masha's going to kill you. Um, something like that. So then we get PCO and Vincent in another creepy little promo. Uh, Vincent says darkness, and then there was light. I gave you new life. You emerged from the darkness alone to my voice. You're a reflection of me. Your voice and my voice are in unison. We, we also belong to the communal voice of honor no more. There can be no doubt of our mission. I am, you are, we are, honor no more. And then we go back to the ring for Boopinder Gujar versus Brian Myers for the Digital Media Championship. You know, I was really excited about this. Yeah. I was. Me too. I was excited for Matt Cardona to come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe not why I was excited, but you know, whatever. To each his own. Yeah. Um, so we get a ground and pound to Myers and a cute like little he like trips him up uh, before a big knee drop and Pinder's like on a roll to start off. Uh, we get a suplex to Myers, but Gujar then goes for the gargoyle spear and Myers rolls to the outside. Gujar is then sent into the post, considerably slowing him down. Um, we get a knee to the back of Bupinder as he starts fighting back and out of um, a bit of a submission. Still gets a kick to the jaw, but it's no matter because Bupinder goes ahead, hits the sling blade. We get a jumping knee to Myers and a Samoan drop, but it's not quite there to put Myers down. Myers gets the implant DDT to Gujar, who still ends up kicking out. Myers then decides that he's going to use the belt on Gujar. Um, but Gujar grabs the belt and, like, wrestles over it with him. And then he hits Brian Myers with the belt to DQ the match. Yep. Yep. Such a stupid ending. Yeah. It, he's letting his emotions get to him. It's It's... It's the Wish.com version of Riddle versus Seth. Actually, no, it's not, because Seth was never ducking Riddle. Like, Myers <laughs> was ducking uh, Boopender. Yeah. Um, but, nevertheless, that leads to a promo between Tasha and Savannah. Gail Evans, or, not Gail Evans, Gail Kim walks in. She says, I have a request from Killer Kelly. Tasha says... Uh, she better want me face-to-face. -face. Yale says, she did request you something about she likes when people watch. I think it was a request to watch Ringside or something. Um, then we have a promo of Boobinder and Brian Myers arguing. Scott Tamore walks in, or rather runs in. Uh, he says, Boobinder, give me the belt. Brian Myers is like, good to see we're square, Scott. Scott says, we are anything but square. Two weeks from now, I'm going to suspend this over the ring in the first ever digital media ladder match. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Maybe uh, maybe Matt Cardona will come back then, or maybe Boopender gets the title um, legitimately. 
Both would be nice. Um, yeah. And then we get the main event. Eddie Edwards versus Heath. I got kids. I got a grudge against Honor No More. It's got a lot of things. What do you get for men that has everything? <laughs> a match with Eddie Edwards. The Tiger um, Driver 98. No, Boston uh, Knee Party. He got both. Um, uh, Heath ends up throwing some punches. gets a bit of a forearm before a jumping forearm in the corner. Heath spears Eddie. Eddie is nearly down to a knee. And Heath goes for like a Superman punch, but Eddie ducks out of the ring. We get some chops to the chest of Heath, but Heath starts fighting back, only to get hit with like a thumb to the eye. Heath then sends Eddie to ringside with a clothesline over the ropes. Uh, during commercial break, Eddie gets slung shoulder first into the stairs, so Heath is kind of targeting that, you know, as you do. As you do. Um, then we get a headlock on Heath back in the ring and a few deep cleaning clotheslines to um, Mr. Eddie Edwards. Eddie gets Heath to his feet. Heath fights back with some strikes. We get a double cross. Oh, no. I don't know why I said deep clean clothesline to Eddie Edwards. It was to fucking Heath. Sorry. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> it should make it interesting. Um, so, yeah, we get a headlock on Heath back in the ring. A few deep clean clotheslines. Eddie gets Heath to his feet. Heath fights back with some strikes. We get a double crossbody that causes both men to go tumbling to the mat. Then we get a DDT to Eddie after several strikes. Doesn't put Eddie away. And then Mike Bennett comes out with a distraction, but gets a wake-up call for his troubles. But the official's then distracted. So Eddie hits Heath with the low blow, and then the Boston Knee Party to win. Yeah, yeah. And then after that uneventful main event, Eddie gets on the mic and he says, Now that I've taken care of that business, it's time to handle the much bigger business. Myself and Honor No More, we have chosen our side in this war going on. Now it is time for someone else to make their choice. Josh Alexander, come on out and make your decision. I've never heard of anyone as horribly convincing as Eddie Edwards um, when it comes to arguing their side. Him and CM Punk really, really have a lot in common when it comes to, um, you know, their side of things. Eddie's just... Uh, He's not really selling it. Not really selling it. So Josh then comes out, and Eddie says, There he is, the champion. Josh, you and I are opponents, but that doesn't make us enemies. We go to battle, but there is a much bigger war going on. It doesn't help that he's just repeating the same pitch every week. Yeah. He said that same exact line about you and I are opponents. We don't have to, make, we don't have to be enemies. Uh, he said that already, like, twice now. Josh says that is exactly what's going on. I'm here to help you. I've been blinded by the adulation. Oh, no. <laughs> Josh says a war. That's how you look at this. Uh, like this whole industry is out for you. Someone behind those curtains pulling the strings. Eddie says that is exactly what's going on. I'm here to help you. I've been blinded by the adulation of these so-called fans. I've been led astray by the empty promises of this company. Now I can see clearly, and so can you. It is time I have chosen my side. It is time for you to make your choice right here, right now. Which side are you going to be on? Josh says, Eddie, my side is whatever side is across from you. We can do this uh, right here, right now. Why wait till Bound for Glory? And so Mike Bennett comes into the ring. Josh lays him out, but strikes are exchanged between Josh and Eddie. 
Josh gives a bunch of German suplexes to Eddie before Kenny King comes out to assist on or no more. Rich Swan then comes out to help Josh, and then Taven to follow. Josh gets laid out by Honor No More, and uh, Eddie gives a Tiger Driver 98 to Josh. Um, then Maria Canellas comes out with, with the tag belts, and uh, um, Eddie gives a Boston knee party to Josh. Um, I'm not really sold on this war that Eddie's talking about. Like, who's fighting? Because all I see is Honor No More, like... Politely being booked. in a corner. Yeah, and like politely being booked into matches, winning their championships. It's like you guys are not fighting any war. You're just another group of wrestlers that keep complaining. Um there there's no there's no big picture, it seems like. Like what are you guys gonna do? Fucking use championships to get Scott Demore fired or something? It's not how it works. It could be. That's how we book the UPF. That's not how they should book Impact. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that's tonight's Impact. Do you want to talk about the best of the night? Yeah, sure. Alright, but before we get to the best of the night, if you have a question for us, please leave it in the chat now, and we'll get to it after the best of the night. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment, we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to chat with us live. Or DM us on Twitter at pinfall podcast. All right. Um, Miriam said, personally, I think it's time for Honor No More to disband and let Vincent run the show for a while. Vincent, Vincent and PCO need to go on a, a bit of a stint. Vincent needs to lead for a little while. Um... Maybe Maria Canellas leaves Mike Bennett in kayfabe and joins Vincent. Wouldn't that be fun? Alright, so let's talk about promo of the night. I don't... Were there... Were there any good promos? Um... I'm I'm considering giving it to Diener and Eric Young because that was at least something that was produced and looked like there was some thought put into it. Yeah, that's fair. You want to go with that? Yeah, why not? Okay. All right, so let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. So here are your three options. Ace Austin... Kyle Fletcher and Chris Bay, three people from the same match. Kyle. Kyle Fletcher, okay. Sure. All right, a match of the night. That won't be any different, I feel like. Um, yeah, my, my pick for match of the night is Bullet Club versus Aussie Open. most fun. Okay. This is the only one that had any real interest behind it. You agree? Yeah. That's what I said. Alright. And that's our bests of the night. Uh, you want to close out the show? 
If you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. If you tuned in the future, thank you so much. If you tuned in in the past, that's fucking crazy. Congratulations. How'd you do it? Um. Anyways, please tune in. Uh. Oh boy. Wednesday? Next Wednesday? This, yeah, the, the week from yesterday. It'll just be me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll just be me next Wednesday. Um, I might get a little special guest, maybe, and uh keep an eye on our twitter at pinfall podcast i i might do a live watch along of dynamite instead of of a post show because that might seem more fun um with just me instead of uh, both of us so uh next yeah next week wednesday and then thursday for impact i don't think there's a weekend show coming for a while let me see Um, because you got a bunch of burning spirits, GCW settlement series. Um, yeah, next weekend. Oh, no, that's this coming weekend. Um, burning spirit again, GCW shooting star. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a victory road on the 20th, 23rd, but that's a Friday. I'm not sure if we're going to do that, but we'll see since I go on vacation the next day. And you'll be coming back two days after that. Yes. All right. So thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Um... All of our stuff, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, is all Pinfall Podcast. Uh, join me next Wednesday for AEW Dynamite, then Impact Wrestling the following day. And uh, have a great rest of your night. Have a great start to your weekend and start to your week. We'll see ya. I'll see ya Wednesday. Bye bye <laughs>